faced with regularly losing some of its best technologists to costly and time-consuming infrastructure projects, Labara CTO Torsten Minkwitz decided it was time to change tact in the form of a public cloud migration. Here, he tells Digital Bulletin how the initiative has progressed so far, along with giving us his views on working through a pandemic and the timetable to full cloudification. Twelve months ago, Torsten Minkwitz was growing increasingly frustrated. As the Chief Technology Officer of telecommunications company Labara, he was wary with the continual cycle of costly infrastructure upgrade programs, which were demanding the time and efforts of a disproportionate number of his technology team and, he felt, ultimately offering little value to the organization's customer base. As a mobile virtual network operator providing services all over Europe and beyond, Labara relies heavily on its talented team of technologists. The prospect of continuing to tie many of them up with the nuts, bolts and servers in the company's data centres, rather than working on value-adding technologies, was wearing thin. It was a familiar bugbear, says Minkwitz, speaking exclusively to Digital Bulletin. In my career, seen many situations where we had to ask business to invest into upgrade projects which add absolutely no business value. So we were asking for millions without saying this is what's coming out. I just need you to replace what I already have. Uh, and those are difficult discussions that take a long time and they're frustrating because also during those times normally you have a freeze, you can't do, get anything new. I, I believe that's the right way to go. I cannot afford to have on long term uh, all the skills on the hardware, on backup robots, on all these things uh, um, in the team. Uh, it would just eat away resources instead of focusing on the more customer facing things. With much of Labara's real estate, such as web pages and CRM systems, already hosted in the cloud, the decision was taken to bring its infrastructure, including its IP and voice networks, in line with a large-scale cloudification migration project that has already cut the number of Labara's London-based data centres from four to three. AWS and Azure were chosen as the public cloud vendors, with Minkwitz keen to take advantage of the competition between providers, as well as automation and bandwidth management capabilities that are built into enterprise cloud packages. There's a discussion here on who can support us best, and then it's not so much that one is cheaper than the other, they're of course the same, yeah? but uh, on that side, for example, one vendor came in and said, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give you architects for free, I mean, I'm gonna give you know-how, I'm gonna bring other vendors in who will help you to be faster, and then we went with that vendor. Um, it's more about these things than the actual pricing, because there's some complexities involved in running two public clouds. Cloud for me is virtualization plus automation. Um, and we get a lot of stuff out of the cloud, all the stuff that the Amazons or the Microsofts or whoever uh, in this world build into their cloud platform, where that before we would have to do with lots of people. So now we want to spin up, I don't know, uh, a certain type of software. We basically just go into the console and just spin it up. Before it would have been like several weeks of work. 
So there's a lot of this automation uh, um, that is coming with the cloud that is very, very, very good for us. Um, and then we can, again, concentrate on the stuff that creates value, not so much on you know, doing layer by layer by layer of technology. Given the position of much of the company's key customer systems already sitting in the public cloud, the majority of stakeholders were very comfortable with the decision. However, as with any large-scale technology project, there were some concerns and misconceptions. There was some doubts in the beginning to say, can you really get telco carrier grade stuff into public cloud? Um, it was, I think, uh, to some degree, uh, the technical people who had to gain trust in that that's the right way forward. But I think now everybody's on board. I think if, if I look 20 years back when I first took over a, a CIO role, um, at that time we moved from a classical data centers where people were basically watching through a glass window where their server, uh, servers were, to a lights-off data center, which is very normal today. But still, when uh, we decided on this journey, uh, one of my best engineers, uh, network engineers, came by and asked, do you still need me? And I was a bit surprised, and I was like, why do you think that? Because just because things are in a data center owned by Amazon instead of by us, why wouldn't I need uh, a senior uh, network engineer? And uh, I think th that's sort of, um, shows that there is uncertainty with this change. People think, you know, what's going to happen? Obviously, you still need to manage a network if you're in the cloud um, and just in a different way. One of the first major pieces of work to become a fully cloud-based mobile provider was to turn to OpenNet, the Irish business support system specialist, to deliver a comprehensive charging solution to Labara in the UK, Denmark, Netherlands, France and Germany. Minkwitz says the OpenNet solution has given Labara flexibility in how it develops rates and monetizes its services and provides the company a platform on which to drive real growth. Even in the past, we were able to do a lot of the offer configuration ourselves. Um, but uh, whenever it was a bit more, when we would like connect in a new country or a lot of these things, we dependent very much on the vendor. Uh, and I think with a new setup uh, that we can do in a much more lightweight way. Uh, and uh, so we, for many business things, uh, will be much more flexible. In particular because the new software is much more modularized. Uh, it has, it's much more lightweight. Um, and when we need more scale, uh, that's very easy. Whereas uh, the other on-prem stuff, well, more, more scale means more hardware. While the main thrust of Minkwitz and his technology team's project is a large-scale migration to the public cloud, as a company in the mobile industry, the importance of being 5G ready couldn't be ignored. A key capability of OpenNet's charging system was its compatibility with 5G, something that Labaro was insistent the winning bidder for the contract would be able to provide. We need an upgrade path towards 5G and we need an easy up upgrade path to 5G and that was offered uh, by OpenNet um, and we think that the way they tackle the topic uh, with a uh, microservice approach which makes it the software very modular is the right way to go and um, 5G is probably for the online charging system not an immediate topic, uh, so we first want to run this project basically in, in, in a 4G way, 
but uh, 5G is going to dominate the mobile industry over the next couple of years. So we will go there and for us it was important that we understand how we get there. The relationship with OpenNet has been built on the back of mutual trust and understanding of Labara's goals. Minkwitz says he has been impressed with OpenNet's enthusiasm and commitment to the project. We don't have a huge tech department, so we depend a lot on partners uh, in the different areas uh, that, that, that we work on. And um, we, we have to lean on them. Um, and because of that, it's important that we have the right sort of relationship. And with OpenNet, uh, I think we, we can establish a real partnership. We see it very much as a long-term partnership because we don't plan over the next uh, uh, probably even decade or something uh, to, to switch again because we don't want to run another upgrade project, another exchange of the online charging system uh, projects, what we are doing right now. We just want to uh, use that software um, to the maximum benefit of our customers. A clear driver of Minkwitz's ambition is to free up Labara's technology team to spend more of its time working on customer-facing initiatives and projects, which promises to be something of a win-win of a fulfilled workforce and a client base that benefits from a greater focus from Labara. He describes the move away from labour-intensive infrastructure upgrade projects where technology teams can get bogged down in the intricacies of physical routers, electricity supply and air conditioning as a relief. I think most of the employees want to add value and they want to add value to the business and they want to be seen as doing something for our customer. Um, so I think it's much more fun and it's also much more rewarding when you say, hey, I've done something that actually added, I don't know, more customers that where we get feedback from the business that it said, oh, that was really helpful, that, uh, um, you know, reduced customer complaints or, or improved uh, customer experience or uh, opened a new market or something like that. Everybody wants to get that feedback that you did actually contribute to the success. And um, so I think that's, that's rewarding. Uh, people uh, like that. And um, so uh, I, I believe for the majority of people, that's the way they want to go. Our customers uh, will benefit from the fact that my team, the technology team, will put all its energy into improving customer experience instead of uh, you know, doing all the screws and the bolts and everything in the infrastructure. But the Cloudification project is not just about making staff and customers happy. It also comes down to cold hard numbers. By eliminating the regular and costly infrastructure upgrade programs, Minkvitz says the company has paved the way to make significant savings. The most important change will be less capital spend on upgrade projects. Uh, you know, getting new hardware, getting that installed, uh, and uh, that, that is a big impact. I think over time, once we are through this entire cloudification story, which will take a few years, I think uh, there will be uh, probably a 50% reduction of the normal annual capex. There is still some way to go until those savings are achieved, but Minkwitz and Labara have marked out a timetable to build on the work that has already been completed. It is expected that the cloudification program will achieve some pretty significant landmarks over the next 18 months. With OpenNet, we will take what I call the uh, MNO um, kernel, which is the online charging system, the IN, the voucher management system, and we'll put that into the cloud together with OpenNet. 
Um, the next steps will be to go to the voice core, uh, which uh, we also step by step want to cloudify. And uh, probably the last piece is our IP network uh, that then will be cloudified. So it's a step by step approach. Uh, but um, I think you know we don't want to risk too much and do too much at the same time. Uh, but it is a clear goal. We want to move uh, out of on-prem. We want to move into the cloud. But as I said, it's a multi-year endeavor. Important milestones will be next year finishing uh, the OpenNet project. Uh, so towards the second half of next year. Um, and then 22 will see uh, some changes in, in the voice network. What is remarkable is that the COVID-19 pandemic has not knocked Minkwitz and his team off course, with deadlines still being achieved while the vast majority of the company's technology staff are working remotely. In fact, he says, some of the cloud migration work streams are actually running ahead of schedule. Against the backdrop of rising cases in early March, Minkwitz put in motion a plan to continue to progress the project in a lockdown-style environment, that has stood up to perhaps the greatest challenge faced in a generation. So we asked everybody to stay home uh, uh, in all the different countries where we operate uh, and just to test whether we would survive that. Um, and uh, to be honest, uh, that uh, date was just the first day of becoming fully virtual. So we just did it and just stayed that way, virtually. Um, not 100%, but nearly. Uh, and uh, that was quite a challenge to the team. So I think it was quite tough for everyone, um, but it, it actually worked much better than I thought. And in particular, we didn't lose any speed of, in any of the projects. Uh, so people were continuing to work very hard. Um, actually, what was coming from the team, because they wanted to still feel like a team, was a proposal, can't we have a stand-up call every morning? Um, uh, with a different country so they, that we still feel like one company. And uh, that was, I think, a good thing. So uh, we wouldn't forget about each other. I am incredibly proud of my team and the motivation stayed very, very high. Um, and uh, I didn't see anybody drop any balls. I think my team is very skilled. Uh, they embraced this uh, going to cloud. 